0: welcome to live let thrive a podcast about the airbnb life the share economy and everything in between here are your hosts micah
1: and steve
0: hello hello hello
1: and welcome back to another exciting episode of live let
0: thrive (laughs) what is up micah man
1: i am chilling stevie stacks how you doing
0: oh good busy as hell as always and um you know, we're all grinding out here. I know you are, Micah. Always. And we, we have a special guest today on episode 156 of your favorite Airbnb VRBO short-term rental real estate podcast in the world. And it is none other than the, the famous Eric Moler, The That's short-term
1: right. rental legend.
2: <laughs> that's right thank you for having me on here guys i uh i'm loving the show and uh steve i gotta say you have a, a perfect radio voice
0: well thank you very <laughs> much incredible. uh yeah i work it out every day three hours you know you know how we do <laughs> <laughs> it was this or flying airplanes uh through 30,000 feet uh kickback I love anyways it. <laughs> yeah so we're gonna dive into it today and what we're gonna hit hard because we got the man the legend himself is a very important thing in and running a, a short, a successful short-term business and growing a successful short-term business, and that is something Micah loves to talk about as well. It's called branding. We're gonna go hit branding really hard today.
1: Mm. Let's do it.
0: So before we do that, can you tell us a little backstory about your stuff? How'd you get into sh- uh, short-term rentals? And um, yeah, how'd that how'd that start?
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, my story in real estate started at. 18 years old, I, uh, um, read rich dad, poor dad, a teacher gave me rich dad, poor dad. And, you know, from there got into investing into real estate and right after high school, I bought my first ever, uh, investment property. And this was during the, the, uh, subprime days when they were just kind of giving mortgages out to anybody with a pulse. Um, and they gave me a 19 year old kid, a, a mortgage, and I bought a short term rental Property. I bought a traditional vacation rental home in uh, Wildwood, New Jersey, um, and kind of that was my introduction to real estate, my introduction to business, and introduction to short-term rentals. And this is way before Airbnb was even on the scene. Uh, we were renting this out on VRBO um, back in the day, Craigslist, uh, just a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, long story short, you know, I turned that into a business with lots of ups and downs. I turned that into an investment business buying and flipping many, many homes in New Jersey, apartment buildings. Um, And I I had gotten out of short-term rentals until about six years ago when I wanted to get out of the development world and create a business that's more, you know, I can automate, that I can run pretty much from anywhere in the world. Uh, And that didn't need as much debt as I had. I had millions of dollars worth of mortgages and just wanted to get out of that space uh, for a bit. And uh, long story short, started traveling, going to different masterminds, and I kind of stumbled into the whole Airbnb business the way everybody else did was uh, rented one property in San Diego, put it up on Airbnb, doubled my rent I was like oh well, i 'm going to go do that again, do that again, do that again, and before I knew it, you know we grew uh, we grew a business here in San Diego very, very quickly, so um, yeah, it seemed like overnight we scaled to about sixty units in San Diego through the short term, uh, through like arbitrage and the management model. Um, and then before I got into the educational space, very heavily, we scaled up to about 90 units uh, through that model in San Diego, some in Colorado, some in Mexico, and kind of different parts of the country. So yeah, there's a lot to that, but that's essentially the uh, 30,000 foot view of how I got into this space, uh, just like everybody else kind of stumbled into it
1: question for you because you, you you touched on san diego now are you still in san diego and did you attend the conference today
2: oh yeah great question i did not attend the conference today um yeah that that was man the, san diego's been battling this uh these regulations for a very long time um so yes i'm in san diego so i live in uh, north county which is uh which is called escondido uh, uh encenitas mm-hmm. um I actually exited my business, short term rental business, about a year ago. So I exited because we knew that regulation was coming here in San Diego. I personally wanted to get out of the master lease model. Um our educational business started growing really, really quick. So we put a hundred percent of our effort into that. Uh, and that's where we're at today. Um and later in this year, we're launching our new short term rental business, uh, which I can touch on uh later. But um but yeah, San Diego is uh it's a, a tough day today for San Diego.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. uh I attended the. Uh, I attended the uh, online session in May, and man, it was. Yeah, it was tough. They're trying to ban up to three thousand rent- short-term rentals out there. I was. Yep. Dang. Yeah. So. It's crazy. Definitely a tough market. So, uh, Jamal, a more question: Do you still own, or are you just a hundred percent management model?
2: Yeah. So we sold, I sold all of my, it's funny. Uh, it, when I, when I exited my real estate business six years ago, I thought we were at the height of the market. And that's why I was like, you know, I was watching real estate back in New Jersey. I'm like, Hey, you know, I think we're at the height of the market. Our profits were getting smaller and smaller on, uh, the homes that we we're owning. So we, uh, I exited that and just did, uh, the OPP model, other people's properties model, uh, for a very long time. So now we're just in, uh, Um, the management model and the educational space. Um, But later this year, we're launching our new brand, which uh, we're actually in the process now of raising funds for where we're gonna acquire uh, land outside and inside national parks around the country and start developing um, tiny home communities, unique uh, experience-based
0: tiny home communities. So we're getting back in the game. That's awesome. So, so what made you want to gravitate towards the educational field?
2: Yeah. So, you know, like when, when we, when I first started um, really scaling my business, I realized like there was nothing out there teaching, like I I had nobody to go to, to understand how to run a short-term rental business at the scale that we were growing. Um, And, you know, we were, Connecting with everybody. And we started noticing that everybody was running into the same problems that there was no standards. There was no blueprint, no guideline. There was, you know, a couple of, you know, experts out there teaching the, the how to, um, but once you get past your first listing, there was really nothing there. Um, so I just started sharing it, started sharing my journey online uh, and it picked up really quick. And then uh, I, I recognized that uh, there was a, a big need for it in our space. So I organized the uh, the Airbnb mastery summit um, years ago with, uh, you know, some of the top experts I can find in the space, um, put that on. And we had nearly like 25,000 people attend that, which was insane. Um, and that was, that was a big uh, aha for me that, uh, you know, there was a big opportunity to create world-class education and really support our industry and moving forward. And it's been, uh, one of my biggest passions now is growing this company and, and, and creating the education the events and the coaching that we have. It's, it's truly incredible.
0: And and how'd you link up with our buddy Jasper from get paid pad.
2: Yeah. He's right behind the curtain, by the way,
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's running the whole show right behind the curtain. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We, uh, we just set up our new studio here. Um, so we got, we got our team building everything. Um, yeah so we through the Airbnb Mastery Summit, yeah, so I read his book, uh, of course, I, I you know consumed everything, um, consumed everything. his was one of the first books, started listening to the podcast, started going on the blog, um, and then, when I put on the Airbnb Mastery Summit, he was one of the first people I reached out to to attend uh, as a uh, as a guest or as a speaker. And immediately he's like hey you know here's a course that i created you can give it out for free here's you know here's this here's that and just started giving crazy value and i'm like hey this is a guy i want to i want to learn from i want to connect with um and then that just kind of turned into a relationship and uh and about two years ago we decided to put on the first ever short-term rental legends event uh in-person mastermind down in puerto rico so We organized that, flew down 25 ballers down to uh, Puerto Rico, met for the first time in the airport in Puerto Rico and uh, held an event and all all else is history. Yeah, it was
0: just pure education and learning over there, right, in Puerto Rico?
2: Yeah, it was just connecting. You know, like we we put on the the in-person live event for you know, the different stages, you know, I started getting to these stages in business where there was again, no education and there was nobody that I can connect with. Um, so we're like, Hey, you know, let's rent a dope house in Puerto Rico and fly down 25 shorts of rental operators that we can learn from. And let's bring them value by connecting them with some incredible people. And we put that on, it was an incredible, you know, experience. And that launched our mastermind, Legends, which we're still running to uh, today.
0: So, uh, yeah, what's cool about that is uh, y'all kind of, you'll y'all y'all, y'all, y'all dabble in the digital nomad a little bit because you'll have your masterminds in other spots and you can still run all your businesses from wherever you are in any part of the world.
2: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun until COVID <laughs> came and shut <laughs> us down. <laughs> um but which we're you know we're kicking it back off we're gonna we're gonna we're getting back into live events towards the end of this year uh figuring out you know hiring the companies we got to hire to figure out how to put on a safe event in uh you know the covet era um but we we all miss events and this industry needs it so we're going to be holding two live events later on in the year um but yeah we miss traveling but yeah it was cool we, we did one in puerto rico we did one in Cartagena, Colombia. uh, a couple of small events here in uh, San Diego. Um, but yeah, no, now we're, now we're, you know, we're in San Diego, we're, we're not leaving. We we're got our studio, we got our office team is here. Uh, so we plan on, uh, just kind of getting to work here in San Diego.
0: They're roughing mm-hmm. it in San Diego.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: When's your, uh, when's your guys' next mastermind?
2: So we, um, SDR legends, SCR Legends. Because of COVID, we switched to the online model, right? So we meet once a week. Uh, we have a we have a group of uh, uh, 35 short-term rental operators from all around the world, from Australia to Iceland, Costa Rica, uh, Mexico, and everywhere in between. Um, and these are companies that are running to enter the mastermind, you have to do a million dollars or more on Airbnb or through your shorts and rental business. Most companies are referred to 400 units. Um, so we meet on a weekly basis uh, through the mastermind. Um, however, the, the live events that we're doing towards the air probably July and November uh, will be part of that mastermind. So, and those will probably be here in the States.
0: Nice. So tell us about this new thing that you just launched. You just, uh, yeah, y'all launched it today or y'all started talking about it today called Overnight Success.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, tossing a lot at you guys here today. (laughs) Toss away, man. Um, Yeah. So Overnight Success is our new, we rebranded under Overnight Success. Um, You know, one thing that Jasper and I, recognized over the last couple of years coming together is we brought a lot of different brands and products under one roof. You know, we have Get Paid for Your Pad, which is the book, podcast, and blog. Then we have uh, Shorts and Rental Profit Academy, which is the how-to, how to get started on Airbnb. Um, and then we have Legends. Uh, and then we have a bunch of other things in there, the Airbnb Profit Club and, you know, all these things. So we recognize that this is confusing as hell for a lot of people trying to follow what we're doing, um, and we needed to create something that uh, explains who we are as a company, what our mission is, who you know, what we're trying to achieve in, in this industry. So we, uh, yeah, we created Overnight Success, which is our uh, umbrella company that has all our brands under one roof. Overnight Success is a, you know, online educational events company. And we're really focused on helping entrepreneurs from around the world, building uh, the businesses of their dreams through the hospitality industry, right? So whatever scale that is, we work with uh, pretty much anybody from the beginner all the way up to the biggest brands in our space. So we just launched that um, on Monday. So we just launched that on Monday. Yeah, yesterday. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, talk about today. And um, and it, real quick, you know, for uh, I'm not a, like a really a computer dude, but y'all chose overnightsuccess.io. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for people who don't understand too much about the, what 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 is that io?
2: Yeah, yeah. Good question. Uh, io is it, it is a, a te- more of a tech uh, URL. Uh, it stands for input output. Um, so you'll see more tech companies like NoiseAware right? Using dot IO, right? So you'll see more tech companies using, using that. I personally like it, um, because it technically stands for, uh, in and out, right. Which is the whole name overnight success. It's not what you, when you, you hear overnight success, you think of what, how most people use it. Like he or she became an overnight success, right? Mm-hmm. We believe with our company, that we're we're training the hospitality companies of the future to um, to develop successful um, short-term rental experiences for their guests one night at a time. Right. So we're focused on being successful one night at a time. Um, and really, um, kind of focusing on the, the daily, uh, you know, the daily guests. So all of it is just overnight success in and out. There's really not too much more, uh, to the dot IO plus we're still negotiating the .com with, uh, whoever owns that, that one.
0: <laughs> a couple hundred thousand in its years. Yeah. They, uh, that's a whole nother business within itself. Selling URLs. Yeah. Big time. It's, it's real estate, right? Real estate on the web. Mm -hmm. Um, I I see, I'll I'll go ahead, Micah.
1: Oh, so you're still operating outside of the education. Are you still operating the space, uh, in the short-term rental space?
2: No, so we got out of, uh, here in San Diego, we, uh, we got out of the property business, property management business. So we switched from mass releasing to property management um, on all of our listings. We got out of that um, about six months prior to COVID hitting. Ooh. So yeah, cause I saw a lot of writing on the wall here in San Diego. My business partner at the time wanted to continue to scale the, the management side and the mass releasing side here in San Diego. I didn't agree with that here. Um, so we, you know, we're still really good friends uh, today and we still, he's part of my mastermind. He's buying hotels now, all of that. Um, so he took over the property side. I went hundred percent into the educational space with Jasper um, and building this new model that I wanted to get back into acquiring land and controlling the asset myself versus uh, uh, managing other people's properties. So it just wasn't, we got to a scale where I recognized that, To and this is pre-COVID, to compete with the bigger brands in San Diego and the markets that we wanted to go into, we had to get to a certain level of scale that I just personally did not want to get to uh, with that model. Mm -hmm. So that's why I exited that space uh, on the management side and uh, really just kind of took our time to build this new model that we're we're launching in Q2.
1: So on the management side, are you referring to, you guys were co-hosting, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Essentially we yeah. had revenue share with, you know, real estate investors around San Diego.
1: Awesome. Okay.
0: Yep. I have a big question. Big question of the day. Uh, and a warning to all your all you soccer moms out there. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck is branding so important? Uh,
2: that's a hell of a question, man. It's <laughs> a hell of a question. Well, I mean, listen, you know, I, I said it today on, on uh, the, the call earlier is like, you know, we watched our industry just explode over the last handful of years because it became so easy for anybody to take a property, list it on Airbnb and start making money, right? Like there was such this massive travel boom and it was just easy to make money on Airbnb. And it didn't require identity, it didn't require standards, it didn't require uh, you um, you to act as a business owner. It really just took you, it took it, it took some innovation and it took some action towards taking a property and putting it on Airbnb and making some money. The day, we call this listing it and forgetting it. So list it and forget it. Those days, in my opinion, are completely gone. I think now with I what the guest is looking for, the traveler is looking for is a handful of things that they want to identify with, the guest or the uh, the host or the company that they're going to stay with. They want to know that you are one taking care of the property, that the property is clean, right? Obviously we're in COVID era. That's what's going through everyone's mind, right? Two is that you are going to be there to support them through their stay, right? Like we spent so many years trying to automate the hell out of this business to where we had zero interaction with the guest and, uh, you know that that's what airbnb that's what attracted me to this business um but now I think we evolved as an industry from that to where the the guest is really looking to connect with the host, really looking to connect with the 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 home and the community all of that because they're It's a a bit of a different stay now. They're tending to be longer stays. They're working from home. Their families are there, right? Or they're staying in areas to be closer to family. Mm -hmm. So it's a different psychology now for the reason people are staying. So I truly believe, and this is, been a year of working with the top brands from around, from around the world, watching these companies go from almost bankruptcy to now thriving, um, in in their markets is we all focused over, over 2020, we all focused on those three, what I call VOS vision operations and scale. And that's all the brand and identity of who you are as a host. Um, regardless, of size, regardless if you're running one, two, three, or 300, doesn't matter. It all, the principles are all there. So we need those identity. We, we need an identity for guests to connect with nowadays. That's why we're seeing a lot of these brands too, like getaway, uh, who's not on Airbnb, but getaway, um, who rents out, uh, cabins in the woods, essentially outside, um, major cities they're blowing up. They just raised like $47 million. You know, they're running at like 90 something percent occupancy apparently um, uh, across all their properties. And it's because their travelers, they know who they're marketing to. They know who they're servicing. They know how they're servicing them. So when the guest comes across their property, they're like, Hey, they're talking to me. So let's go book this property versus opening up Airbnb and seeing a million different listings in the same buildings. And it's like the same Ikea stuff. And there's no identity. You don't know who's behind it. It's like, Hey, I much rather spend a couple extra bucks to stay at this place. Um, because you know, Kevin and Mary seem like really awesome people that really care about their listings or, you know, live, let thrive stays, look like they really care about what they're doing here. Right. And I can identify with who they are. Right. So to me, that's why this is so important. I mean, we can go into the the rabbit holes behind it, but I think there has been a massive shift in the guest stays and that's really where we, in my company, that's where we want to have an impact with uh, hosts from around the world is really encouraging and developing hospitality brands versus hosts in this space.
1: I absolutely agree and love everything you just said. And let's go into that rabbit hole because I love to talk <laughs> about branding. How would you um how would one a company or an Airbnb, let's say how would an Airbnb host go about branding himself?
2: Yeah. Um I think the 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 most important uh the most important step so this is this is something that we're launching in our new program uh uh, our legends x accelerator program we we've focused on how do we build successful hospitality brands that can scale to whatever level they want to get to and the the very first spot of doing that the very first step is vision right so again I, i mentioned vos that's kind of like our, what we focused on when we're building our brands is vision operation scale. So the very first step behind building a brand is understanding, first of all, what, what are we building here? What business are we in? You know, you ask most hosts and most hosts that, especially if they have multiple listings, they don't know what business they're in. They own a couple of properties. They manage a couple of properties. They lease a couple of properties. They're pissed off that the guest is asking for extra blankets and pillows. They don't recognize that they're in the hospitality business, right? And it's like, we gotta we got st- got start with this, that we have to understand what are we building? Where are we leading? And through that is, who are we servicing and how are we servicing them, right? Mm-hmm. So we're launching, In Q2, your audience is probably confused as hell because I just mentioned like a hundred different projects that I'm working on here. Um, We just, we're launching our property business brand in Q2 and without giving out too much ahead of time, starting point and how we came up with the name, how we came up with the locations, the types of properties we're gonna build, all of that all stemmed around who we wanted to service. We wanted to, we wanted to create a world-class experience for young couples and, and groups of friends that travel and leave the city and go into these markets and disconnect and reconnect with nature and reconnect with their family, right? So everything, my brand now revolves around solving that problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm talking to just those people Now, doesn't mean that I'm not servicing anybody else that doesn't fit that avatar, but that's who we're servicing. So it's like all my messaging, everything talks to them. So, you know, I think that the first step behind developing a brand in this space is really understanding who you are, uh, who you're seeing and how you want, how you're going to service them. And then everything revolves around that
0: you know that you brought up the word avatar and that's like the it's it's a you know popular word right now in the str you know community and and it takes me way way back to the early episodes of get paid for your pad you know he's it's, the it's reason it inspired us to start our show and um and 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 jasper mentioned it because he had his his rental over his i mean he had his his flat, whatever they call it over there in Europe, <laughs> his condo, in um in Amsterdam. And and he started getting a lot of partiers, you know, smokers, partiers and all this stuff. But then he started to kind of like Change it and, and to 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 attract a certain like just couples like a couple 's escape i mean, I think he mentioned that in the early shows, and he said, and it just took off from there, you know he started getting better you know better guests, and it was you know as a husband and wife or you know boyfriend girlfriend whatever and and they were and he was attracting he he made it where he was attracting mostly those guests and and now we call that you know creating your avatar right or or choosing you know who you want to stay at your place i think it's', it's really ingenious and um And very important because people don't know. People don't know whoever books it, you know, whoever books it, no stars, five stars can rent my place. But that is like, yeah, that is crucial, especially preventing burnout from this industry, from getting, you know, bad guests after bad guests and not just trying to tailor your place to a certain type of guest, your avatar.
2: Super important, man. You have to understand who, who you're, who's staying at your properties, right? It's like we every business has, a, business has a certain type of customer that they're going after, right? And all their messaging, all their services are going after them. And again, this doesn't mean that we're shutting out anybody that doesn't fit that space, but we need to understand who we're talking to and what do they truly want? What are their, what are their concerns? What, what, you know, what's going to make this a seven star, a 10 star experience for them? right? Most hosts, again, just list it and forget it and just beg to get more occupancy, but they're, they don't know who they're talking to or servicing. Right. So it's like, even if you have urban properties, if you have country properties, lake homes, it doesn't matter. We all have avatars that we're going after. And that's, that's the start of our brand is to talk to those people, right. And serve those people. Um, i i mean i we talk about this all the time in all of our courses all of our events that's the number one place that we got to start because from there then we we can scale correctly
1: correct nice nice i love that yeah you gotta you gotta and also you have to what also i'd like to uh, notice is you have to provide the value for that avatar you know value is the biggest thing you know it's really big thing because that's going to Provide you with the type of avatar you want, and like you keep saying, people list it and forget it. That business model's dying right now. You know, it, it's a, and I think Airbnb kind of emplo- employs that model because it. Uh, I think me and Steve talked about it last week. It's it's the easiest barrier to entry. Everybody just has a smartphone, take up a couple pictures. You're an Airbnb host.
2: <laughs> it's insane. You don't have to own property. You don't even have to lease a property. It's like, Hey, find somebody who owns a property, convince them to allow you to put it on Airbnb and you're in business. Right. And mm-hmm. yes, that's, that's what attracts us to this, this industry. Um, but again, I mean, I, and, and plus like we, we've been in this for, for a handful of years now. Right. So it's like, we see the stages and it's, we know what works, we know what doesn't work. And I think what, what works now is brands and, and understanding, who we're going after and again i don't care if you have a one or a hundred units it's all the same stuff it's all the same same ingredients in this gumbo you know it's all the same stuff
0: and, and you kind of touched on it earlier and and this is what i what i've been seeing especially lately right because i'm on all the the facebook pages and the, and the forums or whatever the hell you know in even clubhouses too i'm not as, as big in clubhouses as micah yeah, yeah. michael loves it yeah. And Clubhouse is cool. But Mm -hmm. here's what I'm hearing, because I'll I'll see questions arise. Oh, this guest asked for this or this guest expected this. And I told him, hell, you know, kind of like, hell no, you know, you're not going to kind of like, how dare they ask for something? And people, I guess, I guess, yeah, just just like um, tell them no. okay, okay, they want to cancel because of this. Hell no, tell them the cancellation, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. I think i think a lot of it comes from being burned by airbnb so many times you know siding with the guests so many times and these and these hosts are fed up with that and they're just so defensive and they treat even not you know actually bad guests as bad guests because they're just so defensive
2: and emotional right and emotional it, all, <laughs> yeah yeah it's all emotion right and it can't we can't make decisions as business owners from emotion Right, like we have to, we have to take a step back and say, like, hey, where is the real problem here? It's either you're booking the wrong guests, for not having avatar, underpricing your property, just letting anybody in, and not qualifying your your listings, not not setting your your house rules, and really setting the standard, um, or you're you don't have. You're, you don't have your, your business in a place where you understand where the real challenges are coming from. Because mm-hmm. if someone keeps asking for the same stuff, you keep running into the, like our private clients, we we bring out a handful of private clients a year, we're coaching them on scaling their business. It's always the same challenges. It's always cleaning issues. It's always customer service issues, right? It's always homeowner management issues, right? And it's like, how dare that this owner ask me, for more information on the bookings this month. It's like, well, do you have a a owner communication process in place, you know? Or are you just giving them your cell phone and allowing them to text you anytime and getting pissed off that they're calling you in the middle of the night, right? It's like, we have to approach this as real business owners because it's a real business and we have to understand, first of all, what business we're in and we're in the hospitality industry first, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, you know? Hey, if guest guest needs more pillows and you know they're asking to cancel, you're in the hospitality business. You got to deal with that. But then you got to you got to step in as a CEO and build some systems to prevent these issues from happening in the future.
0: Something that that really um, that really hit hard today when when you were talking about um, you were talking about the different levels of STR hosts. And I'd like, I'd like you to to dig into that, you know, level one, two, three, four, whatever. And, And yeah, explain what those different levels are and, and, and how it's possible to jump, to jump levels.
2: You know, you, uh, you, you got the sneak peek of that. That's the first time that we ever mentioned, uh, our, our stages of hosts. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, yeah, we, you know, we recognize that we recognize that you know hosts and operators, CEOs are everyone again is running into the same problems and same challenges and as, I, as I've grown my companies throughout the years, there's always different levels in our business that we're unlocking, right? Like I remember the first time I can think of just making six figures, right? Like if I just make six figures, I've made it, right? And then it's like, oh, if I can make half a million dollars, I made it. Oh, if I can make a million dollars, I made it. Oh, if I can make $5 million, I made it. Uh, I million, I made it. And I started recognizing, I'm like, oh, there's levels to businesses, right? And the, the levels never stop right? There's always there. But as you start growing your businesses, you start unlocking different levels and you start experiencing different challenges and different rewards as you go through that. Right. Um, and what, what, what was crazy was, uh, you know, I started my business, uh, I started my business right around the same time. My buddy Jack started his company. He has a natural soap for men. And uh, he started, we, we were living together in San Diego and we started these businesses right around the same, same time. I remember when he, he tapped the million dollar mark in revenue. I'm like, wow, Jack made it. This is insane. He's a millionaire, all this stuff. I had no idea what making a million dollars in a business really meant. Just, uh, just uh, a month ago, he just cracked a hundred million dollars in revenue oh, wow. in his business crazy he's going to sell this company in this year for hundreds of millions right so i started recognizing okay every business has different there's different levels to, to our business but I, I started realizing like our industry the shorts and rental industry there's no stages we don't understand where in the game we're at right we don't understand like we think oh just because we have more listings we're we're a successful company, or just because this person has more listings, they're more successful than me, right? So I wanted to break that stuff down because I, I, I got sick of explaining this to our industry, to our, our students. It's like, it doesn't matter if you have 25 units, you could be highly more profitable and more successful than the person down the block that has 200 units and has no idea what operations, profit, systems, and they're just scaling, scaling, scaling more units doesn't mean more success, right? So I wanted to create a um, a stage here to, to help people understand where you're at in your business and what you have to do to be a successful hospitality company. Um, so we, we we developed five stages or we recognize five stages uh, and I'll go go through them quick. One is the side hustle host, right? Side hustle host, we, we know those people They look at Airbnb, they saw a YouTube video, and they leased the property, put it up on Airbnb, and they're making money, but they're attracted to any shiny object. Things get challenging, they jump to the next side hustle, right? They don't care about the industry, they don't care about the guests, they're just trying to make money, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just who they are, right? And that's what they're focused on then we have the traditional host traditional host is what airbnb has created right that's what they have in mind right you have somebody who's renting out their bedroom their extra bedroom or renting out their house when they're on vacation or they have one listing and that's all they want they're obsessed with it their identity is the listing that's all they're focused on there's no systems there's no real vision other than i'm going to create an incredible experience for the people coming to my home because i love People and I love creating these experiences. Traditional host. Now, what we recognize is those traditional hosts. Eventually, if they choose to become a, a full-time host, right, a professional host, we call these hosts, and this is level three: the hectic host, right? The hectic host is someone who believes that they have a business. They're hosting full-time. They have multiple listings, they're making money, but they have no real systems. They have no real vision and they have no real scale to their business, right? They're running around, they're, they're dealing with every cleaning issue, every customer service issue. They're pissed off that a guest is unsatisfied with their stay and it's the guest problem instead of theirs. These are the hecticos, right? And this is where most of the people that probably, and this is not a bad stage to be in, right? That everyone goes to this stage. Um, where, where the challenge comes from is if you stay in that stage, right? If you don't make that, if you don't take the steps to level up from there, right? So most people that are probably listening to this and most of the students that come to come to us are in that stage, that, that third level, the hectic coast, what we love to do is help people get from that level three to level four and five. And level four is the rising star. We like to call them the rising star. This, these are the, the, the hosts, the companies that have a brand, they have a vision, they just started working on their systems, they just started hiring um, uh, their team, They're, they have some traction to their business they're starting to become a business, right? And if they keep continue cracking away at at entrepreneurship and, and stepping into their CEO role, they're going to end up being what we like to call stage five is the legend status. So legends, right? Which is on our shirt, right? STR legends. We've worked with hundreds of these companies around the world. These companies have their vision and everything I talk about is always VOS, vision, operations, and scale. They know what's profitable, they know their avatar, they have their teams, they focus on their systems, they know what their is, they understand their their business. Plus the individual, the host is actually the CEO. This person is running the business, right? They have more freedom within their company to make decisions. They're doing the things that they actually wanna do versus the things that they don't wanna do, like the hectic host who's always dealing with putting out these fires all the time right so and that was a long rant but those are the the stages that we believe in that i'm like okay yeah then you have your vc backed companies that are the unicorns in our space that i don't like to focus on because they're rare and they're very vulnerable and at any point can be out of business like all the other companies out there So these stages, anybody who's listening to this, it's like to identify where you're at, then we want to focus on what do we got to put into place in those three sections of vision, operation, and scale to be able to unlock the next level, right? And once we unlock that next level, we have more choices. We have more time, more freedom, more money.
1: Awesome, man. I I love that third stage. That's where most people are. You're right. Um, and, And before I got on this call, I was talking to my two partners and- We were kind of talking, we didn't name it that stage, but we were like, I said, it's almost like two choices, the arbitrage business. This goes back to what you were just saying with people with all these units and people with small amount of units. I said, there's almost two choices when you arbitrage, you can scale really fast and decrease your profit, or you can scale slow and increase your profit. And I think, you know, and I think that's what it's running into. Cause like right now people are just throwing these one bedroom, one baths on Airbnb, making what? 500 a month minimum, you know, in, in, you know, it's no, like you said, there's no avatar. They're just letting anyone in. And that that's awesome, man. I, I need to definitely look further into you guys' program. That's what I love. I love how you broke that down. That's your, you. what you just said is a vision. You know, you guys broke it down the step-by-step. I love that, man.
2: Yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We put a lot of time and effort into that and we're still dialing it in. And you know, that's the beauty, you know, you asked me earlier, why, why I moved into the educational space and it's, it's the discovery of this, right? It's like, yes, I can discover this by growing my own business, but I'm sure I'm only keeping that in for me and my team. Right. And it's like, this is something that we've developed for our students and our clients but we're implementing all of this stuff into our property business that we're launching right and this is we manage a couple of other properties internationally and we we do that as well to our business so it's like not only are we not only are we implementing this in our business and we get to um reap the rewards of it but then you know being able to share that with the industry and see people actually put that to work it's like hey, this is this is what the industry needs we got to move forward on our vision we got to really start growing hospitality industry uh, businesses and to understand that uh, to do that we have to understand where we're at in our business so yeah Yeah. If anyone who, anyone who's identifies with that third section of hectic coast, that's where everyone, most people are at. Um, it's, you know, it's a little bit of time, a little bit of time, patience, and then just a lot of, um, focusing on your vision, your operation and your scale. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go on for that forever.
0: (laughs) So you you even mentioned it with your with y'all's business uh, with overnight success is called now and um and how you're you're the CEO, and but before y'all started them um, separating into you know you're gonna do this you're gonna do that, everybody was wearing different hats right everybody was wearing all kinds of different hats and doing different things and and it was like a, not a lot of structure. How did you how did you finally get into that CEO role and become you know become the CEO and, and what has helped you become become that. Dude, great question, man. Um,
2: yeah, so one is uh, surrounding myself with the best people I can possibly find. <clears throat> you know, I, I just mentioned my buddy Jack, who you know is running a, a multi multi million dollar company. But he's not he's not an outlier in my in my group. You know, like I've surrounded myself with some of the smartest CEOs and and business owners from all different industries, right? To learn. Tony Robbins talks about, um, success leaves clues. Right. And it's like, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. You know, I'm following what other people are doing and I'm, I'm making it unique to me and my brand and my vision and my purpose. Um, but everything that I'm doing, my system, like everything that I'm talking about here is lessons I've learned from the people I surround myself with, the books, um, you know, I see your bookshelf there, the books that I'm consuming on a daily basis, right? So <clears throat> I think the first step, excuse me, I think the first step is really asking yourself who you surround yourself with and who can you learn from? Who do you seek knowledge from? Um, that's the first step um, for me. The second was then reading and implementing all the information that these successful individuals around me were implementing, right? So. Um, one of my favorite books, I just posted this on Instagram today. One of my favorite books that I highly recommend everybody read. If you're running any type of business is called Traction by Gino Wickman. Uh, you're smiling. Have you read it?
1: No, my partner just finished it at my house when we were snowed in. He was reading it. I saw my book list.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a game changer. I I read that once a year. Um, I've read it five times, so m- multiple times, because I, I just started reading that uh, about three years ago. So I've, I've read it probably about five times already. Um, traction is incredible. Like that really, that puts you in a mindset of understanding uh, systems and, and really implementing um, how, how to identify your bottlenecks in your business and then building systems and encouraging the right people in the right seats to to run those systems for you. Um, so it, it, one, it's uh, to, to answer your question. So I don't get lost in this, um, is again, surrounding yourself with the right people to learn how other CEOs are running their businesses Two is really stepping into that mindset. It's a mindset and a belief system to step in as a CEO, a CEO doesn't wear all the hats. The CEO figures out where the problems are uh where steers the ship, figures out where the problems are, and then encourages their team to uh to and supports their team to solve those problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something like I love leadership. I I and I I love surrounding myself with incredible people. I, I truly feel like I'm the dumbest person in the room, every room that I walk into, and I love that because I always want to learn and I I want to take those lessons and pass it on to my team. So um yeah, I don't know if this is answering your question, but that's a lot of a lot of nuggets there that I'm just like really that really supported me to step into that CEO role. So, yeah, buy traction, surround yourself with good people, and make the decision.
1: One gem I want to say that you really, really heavily dropped, man. is you said the books that you surround yourself with and the people. Man, I will say this: I started last year. I just went real heavy on my read, man, and it's crazy how much success came my way just from what i was instilling into myself man that that is a 100 percent. that's a deep gem man anyone listening man i'm telling you if you read every morning just for like i don't care if you read 10 pages a day the what manifests in your life is it's crazy it's crazy
2: i agree i agree podcasts um podcast books like we you know my girlfriend and i we we read every morning um for 15 to 30 minutes and we read every night for 30 to 60 minutes right and it's like we we've you know disconnected from all the things that are mass distractions right social media the reason why i haven't jumped on clubhouse because, and i get the messages and everybody the invites and all these parties 24 hour parties and all this stuff it's like the reason i'm not jumping in there even though it's very very educational and incredible network is because i know i'll get lost in it and i'm in this this rhythm of like hey man we got such a massive vision with our companies that scares the shit out of me, excuse my language, oh, scares hey. the hell out of me. Um, I need to understand how other people have done this before. And the only way I'm going to do that is by having conversations with them and and listening and reading right? Uh, their words.
1: I'm so happy you brought that up because I haven't been on Clubhouse in a week and a half, two weeks, because I had to put it down, man. I was like, That's it, right. it was... I think uh, Kyle Stanley here, he, uh, he has his own podcast. He was, I mean, uh, his own YouTube show. You had him on the show. He's like, man, they should have called this shit Crack House, man. You're addicted <laughs> to it. No? Yeah, I, look, I know. I'm like, I literally had to put it down. So, yeah, man. And I've, I've been getting a lot more accomplished. So, I definitely feel you on that. That's true. Yeah.
0: So, one thing, yeah, one thing that, that really stood out, a lot of things stood out today in that short period of time that I was able to listen to listen in on the on, the, on y'all's big announcement, big meeting today, you know, I, I was at work, so I couldn't get all of it. But um, was you, you mentioned a statistic, you mentioned like people that take, you know, courses and, and classes or whatever, only 4% actually implement anything from these courses mm-hmm. and classes. And I was like, "Wow! I mean, I knew it was low, but I was like, four percent—that's insane." And so, and, and and before we get to how y'all are trying to to, to flip that, you know, hopefully flip it to ninety-six percent, um, could you and, and and you were talking about you know books and you know and things that you're reading and, and that are helping you become CEO. What can you name any specific thing that you've that you've read or you you studied or found somewhere that you actually went out implemented it? And it like changed and it really was a game changer.
2: Oh, dude, how much time do we got? We got all day. Dude, I <laughs> I I can, I, man. Um, so one of the, okay, so a couple of things there. Um, yeah, that stat. And let, let's get back to that stat. Cause that thing that's me off the 4%. Like that, that's the exact, that's one of our KPI of our, like part of our mission is to crush for our students is how do we get you to actually go through this and implement it into your business? You know, it literally just comes down to action at the end of the day, right? It's like, we know what we got to do to lose weight or get in the shape that we want to get into. We know it, but what stops us, it's literally the, the, the action that we're taking. We're choosing to not Choosing to sit on the couch or drink beer or do whatever versus going to Muay Thai class, which I'm leaving here in a few minutes to go to Muay Thai, which I don't want to do because I'm exhausted. But for me to to get to the this place that I want to go to, I have to go. Right, I made that decision. So I want to get back to that because that that's that's something that really drives me crazy. But things that you know that I've implemented in my business that really you know has impacted us, especially in 2020. Um, I would say this one is building the discipline to take action. So discipline is everything. If, if you are lacking discipline in your life, uh, I would highly recommend reading the book, extreme ownership. Um, That book changed my life. Uh, I would listen to it as well. Um, Jocko does an incredible job at, at reading that, uh, his, his book, but that book, extreme ownership built discipline into me and it impacted me so much that it's actually a core value of our company. So one of our core values is extreme ownership. Um, so that's one thing is building the discipline and owning your work, owning, you know, your, your journey of where, where you're heading in and the words that you're, you're saying that you want to achieve and just going out and taking action on it right? Um, so extreme ownership. Another another thing that we're implementing, man, there's so much coming to me. Um, so one is, uh, if you guys haven't read the book, uh, Psycholo- Psychology of Money by Morgan Hassel. There's a new book, um, came out mid-2020. I just read uh, his Twitter um, a couple of days ago. He just, he just broke like 2.5 million sales, which is incredible to watch this. This book in my opinion is going to go down in history as one of the greatest books, like thinking grow rich and rich, that poor dad changed my life on how I look and feel, look at money and feel about money. Right? So this is just to end on this point, this is something that I think, you know, you guys, your listeners, everybody can really take a uh, take an step from is really evaluating how do you actually feel about money in your business or money in general? We don't, we never think about that. see, I'm, I'm saying, think we got to feel it right. Which is as a, you know, a, a guy from New Jersey, I don't, I don't have a lot of feelings. I'm stepping into this, this feeling thing. Um, I've always focused on tactics. How do I make more money? Right, but I never focused on how to. What What is my feelings around acquiring money and keeping money? What are my belief systems around this? So this book really opened up my eyes to that, and by reading that book, by implementing what he talked about in those stories, um, it truly impacted my personal wealth, and it truly impacted our business wealth. 2020 was one of the greatest years we've ever had in business. It, which was incredible. 2021 is gonna blow 2020 out of the water, which is insane, Um, so on and so forth. And it's all going to, there's a trickle down effect that's gonna impact my personal wealth as well. So another rant there, but I would say two major things that you guys can implement right away is discipline through extreme ownership by Jocko Willick and then uh, understanding how you think around money by reading um psychology nice nice.
1: man i I love that you bring a book to back it up every time man i love that because one book that helped me like kind of change i I haven't read the psychology of money but i just wrote it down on my book list uh one book that helped me change was uh actually cash flow quadrant the first few pages he actually talked about the energy that money brings you and you have to learn Mm. how to change and control that energy i was like Holy shit! I'm like, and I, I never thought about it, but yeah, it, it, yeah, man, that, that's some man. I got to come hang out with you on the. Uh, hey, man, come Colombia, on out,
2: man! <laughs> come on out. Definitely. Uh, that's a great book. I haven't read that in years, so I'm gonna dive back into that one.
0: I, I know you got to get to Muay Thai, but real quick, how are you gonna flip that four percent of people, you know, getting your your students to apply anything to flip it to ninety six percent or a hundred percent?
2: Yeah, I don't think we'll ever have a hundred percent. That's a great you know, KPI to go after um, and a mission to go after, but this is what we've done. We, we've recognized, and I talked about this um, uh, earlier today on, on the call that we were on, um, that we, we really, we've created this incredible product for the beginners, people that want to get started through uh, the Shorts and Rental Profit Academy. And through that, we can see how many hours of video you're watching. Are you actually going through the tests? Are you taking action? All that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. we That's where we came up with that stat. We're like, holy crap, like our, our numbers on that is much higher. But a- after, you know, researching the educational space, the online educational space, on average, people who purchase an online course and go through the course and actually take action is right around 4%, which blows my mind. Right. And, and those numbers drop even more when you're, when you're listening to a podcast or watching something on YouTube, people think Mm. that they can just like, just watch a video on YouTube and they can build a short term rental business. Right. It's very, very few people can actually do that. And if they're doing that, they're taking action in so many different ways. Right. Right. So what we've done, and this is actually the first time we're announcing this, um, we're launching a 90 day business accelerator called Legends X. It's a 90 day accelerator where we're focused on making sure you take action, that you're taking in world-class content, but then actually taking action in your business. And we've set up accountability um, matrix through the entire, the entire way. So this 90 day accelerator legends X is designed to bring people through those stages to get you to those level fours and fives. So rising star and to a legend status, right? The way that we do this is we, we've gotten really good at creating, amazing content that is cuts right down to the B you know, right down to cuts out all the BS and gets right down to the, the value, right? We now back it up. We've partnered with this company that is gamifying the course experience. So just like how Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and clubhouse is so addicting, because you have all these rewards, you're, you're connecting with people, you can see their journeys, all this stuff. You can share your journey with them. We're gamifying the entire course experience. So we, we're time releasing content. We're putting you in an accountability pod with five other students that are going through the content at the same pace you are. No one's gonna get, be ahead of you, no one's gonna be behind you. Uh, and then we match it up, we align you with a, with a coach who has built and ran a seven-figure shorts and rental business. And you're meeting on a weekly basis to get through it. We can see exactly how much content you're going through. We have homework, we have accountability calls, we have coaches, and you have an accountability pod. The moment that you don't watch something you're getting a message from us you're hearing from your coach you're hearing from our staff we're, we're, we're holding you to your mission your purpose and why you invested in this our goal is to get that four percent as close to 100 percent as possible and start building world-class hospitality brands and the only way for us to do that and to support you know people to do that is holding them to their words and really injecting that that extreme ownership into this experience so It's something that uh, I've actually never seen before. We've been looking for different products to see someone who's done this. Haven't seen anybody bring all these elements together. uh, And there's literally nothing like this in our industry. So we launched that in April, which I'm super excited about. We have Julie George uh, as one of our main coach. uh, Coach, we have a couple other legends that run seven-figure short-term rental businesses that are jumping on board. Jasper is gonna be coaching. Um, so we're pumped, we're excited. And the best part about this too, is it's not open for the masses. We bring, we only bring in 50 companies. So we're bringing in 50 hosts and that's it. Right. So we focus on those companies for 90 days and then support them to go from host to a hospitality brand within that space. So hopefully within that time, we could, uh, we can get those numbers up from four to 90 plus.
1: Okay. Hey man, I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to work. That's 100% will work. As long as people are held accountable, that'll work, man. And congratulations to you Thank guys
2: you, brother. for doing that. That's dope. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I mean,
1: yeah, we have, I know you get to
0: get to Muay Thai. We have a thousand, we have, you know, we need to do a, a, a second episode with you, man. We need to do yeah, another do episode with this you. fun. But this has been a, man, been a mind-blowing um, uh, episode. We appreciate you coming on you know y'all you and jasper are doing some amazing things out there and julie george is on your team now god dog i mean she's yeah. she's amazing she came on our show we just sat back and let her man do her thing man she's she is unreal she's, on a, beast. Real. she's, she's, she's a beast she's she knows how to accelerate yeah. speaking of accelerate she knows how to acce- accelerate things so she's going to really accelerate yeah. y'all's business for sure yeah, yeah. And she's she, yeah, she yeah, fits
1: so... right in she has a vision she's a visionary that's what i love about exactly her.
2: Exactly. And there's no BS where it's, it's like, let's get to work. Let's, we know Mm -hmm. what we're doing. Let's get to work. There's no BS fear, nothing like that. So, but yeah, guys, I appreciate you, uh, you know, inviting me on. I've been watching you guys for a while and, uh, you know, super, it's a pleasure to be here and I I would love to do a a second, uh, a second show we'll get you guys on, get paid for your pad as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you guys wouldn't mind, you know, me making a, a shameless plug here, we're we're doing a, uh, a two-day live event coming up uh, March 18th and 19th, where I, I go over this entire thing, just everything I just spoke about, and uh, that's when we officially announce Legends X to the public, so uh, for anybody who's interested, and would love for you guys to attend as well, um, it's a virtual event, so just go to strlegends.com slash register, uh, and you guys can get set up, so Appreciate that. And I appreciate, uh, you know, your support and allowing me on, on this, uh, this show.
0: And they can hey. find everything at OvernightSuccess.io, also, right? That's right. Yep. Cool. Yes,
1: sir. Let's go, man. Thank you for having, thank you for coming on, man. It's been a, it's been a pleasure.
0: Awesome, man. Thank you for emo. having me. Can I call you emo emo? That's right. I dig <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for hopping. All right, Jess. All right. appreciate it. Thank you. Right.
1: Cool. Cool. All right, man. That was Eric Moller from Overnight Success. Uh, the the he is a Airbnb co-host, property management master. Uh, man, that was an honor. I, I love talking about books and how things change you, man. That was a dope, dope podcast. I loved it.
0: It's knowledge, man. Psychology of money. That's the one I circled. I was writing them all down, but that one really stands out.
1: Oh yeah yeah because i got a book list about 200 and i definitely added that one on there
0: and it makes me think of a a quote that uh uh, kiyosaki said one time that the most addictive drug on the planet is a paycheck and that's Mm -hmm. all about psychology of money you know people are afraid to i can't leave that because they get that drug every friday or every two fridays they get that drug you know it all goes out the window and government takes half of it but whatever once you start changing that psychology man that's when you really start growing your money and growing your business and growing whatever man it's it's yeah i'm, I'm gonna get that book for sure
1: definitely definitely it's definitely on my list man but yeah man that waking up every morning and reading that's a tough one dude you you're, you're a lot of shit manifests in your life when you do that yeah, yeah. man we're cussing like it's a friday episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah find us at live let thrive.com live, let thrive at gmail.com um on the ig you know all the igs and facebook's and all that stuff but but besides that go out and, and, and start reading today y'all go out and start reading start learning and right. start implementing what you're what you're learning you know and um, and go uh, check out those guys overnight success.io they're they're badasses
1: check them out and uh yeah man also man i ain't been on clubhouse in a while i've been on a hiatus but uh I'll probably be back on there in a couple of weeks, but I'm I'm limit definitely limiting my time. It's definitely addictive, but I had to limit my time. So the people asking where I'm at, I have not been on. <laughs> I know
0: Julie Julie shit. George would be posting,
1: I've been on for twenty four hours straight. Oh my god. Like, yeah, they got a twenty four hour room about to pop off, man. I was like shit. I, <laughs> I did the first one, but the second one, I can't I can't do it, man. I I'll uh, i will i'll be popping in every now and then but yeah continue to join the club we've got over i think a thousand something members in the llt club so continue to join that and thank y'all for joining and uh, if you do need a clubhouse invite hit me up i still got a couple um i already sent i think our guy brett one so he's on so uh, yeah definitely link up with us awesome
0: uh, we are out letting and thriving y'all let's go later
1: peace